on the astral plane. This is astral architecture. I'm literally creating the blueprint on the higher dimensional plane of this home that I live in that is beautiful based on how I have defined beautiful. And I'm really just scratching the surface on this. There's more to this idea of astral architecture, but this is the, the basic idea is that you're building the blueprint on the higher dimensional frame. And then the light of your awareness begins to crystallize into that blueprint until you walk across the bridge of incidents and you live in this beautiful home. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today, we're continuing with Neville's famous book, your faith is your fortune. And this chapter is titled Liquid Light. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Liquid Light. In him, we live and move and have our being. Acts 17, 28. Psychically, this world appears as an ocean of light, containing within itself all things, including man, as pulsating bodies enveloped in liquid light. The biblical story of the flood is the state in which man lives. Man is actually inundated in an ocean of liquid light in which countless numbers of light beings move. The story of the flood is really being enacted today. Man is the ark, containing within himself the male and female principles of every living thing. The dove, or idea, which is sent out to find dry land, is man's attempt to embody his ideas. Man's ideas resemble birds in flight, like the dove in the story returning to man without finding a place to rest. If man will not let such fruitless searches discourage him, one day the bird will return with a green sprig. After assuming the consciousness of the thing desired, he will be convinced that it is so. And he will feel and know that he is that which he has consciously appropriated even though it is not yet confirmed by his senses. One day, man will become so identified with his conception that he will know it to be himself, and he will declare, I am. I am that which I desire to be. I am that I am. He will find that as he does this, so he will begin to embody his desire. The dove, or desire, will this time find dry land, thereby realizing the mystery of the word made flesh. We're going to go ahead and start right there. This is the type of chapter that can really only come at this place in this book, at this location in this book. 
This is a rather advanced concept and somewhat abstract, but it's valuable. And that's why Neville is choosing to include it in such a pragmatic text as this, Your Faith is Your Fortune. This chapter is really talking about astral architecture. Astral architecture. What do things look like if you could see the light behind the world of form? If you could see on the higher dimensional plane, the realm of the astral, as some people speak of it, Neville's calling it psychically. Neville doesn't use often, I found it a handful of times, where he's used the word astral. And I think in particular, this is because of the time, the era in which he was speaking. Astral has a lot of different connotations. And I think today we can understand, or at least I should be clear, that when I speak of the astral plane, I'm speaking of the higher dimensional place from which this 3D world is an abstraction. So this 3D world is an expression or an abstraction of the source code, which is found at the higher dimensional plane known as the astral realm. And so what Neville is saying here is that if you could see at the level of the astral realm, what is behind all of this illusion of form, all this illusion of matter, if you could see the template, if you could see the source, if you could see the light itself, you would see that it's actually an ocean of liquid light. And all of us and all living things and really all things are beings of light in this ocean of light. It's like the drop of water contained within the ocean. The whole ocean is contained within the drop of water, and the drop of water is also part of the whole ocean. This is, again, one of those higher dimensional concepts. And what Neville is saying here is he's saying that the story of the flood is actually being enacted today, meaning that you and I are experiencing the flood. And the flood is a metaphor. Now, the flood is actually a multidimensional metaphor, and it has more meanings than just this. And Neville speaks in other places of other aspects of the metaphor that is the flood. And that's one of the beautiful things about this mystic explanation of these biblical stories. These biblical stories are written from a state of consciousness. The mystics who, who recorded these stories, they're written from a state of consciousness where these biblical stories are conveying truths in a multidimensional way. It's not just one truth that they're conveying. It's actually a whole digest of truths being wrapped within a single story. And that's part of the, the mystery and the brilliance and the illumination of the scriptures. Now, for this idea of the liquid light in particular, Neville is saying that you and I are arcs. So Noah built his ark and he filled it with, you know, two of each kind of, of living thing, the male and the female. The idea being that this is a way to preserve the DNA to be able to repopulate the earth after the flood was over. What Neville is saying is that that's an analogy for you and I. You and I are the ark and we contain within ourselves the male and the female principle of all things that are an expression in this world of form. And what he's saying is that, you know, we're, we're floating along in the flood and we're looking for dry land. Now, dry land is basically the, the, the means of expression. So it's like we contain within ourselves all of the principles, but how do we express it? So we're looking for the opportunity to express it. And so we send out this dove, which is this idea seeking expression. And maybe at first, there isn't a clear method of expression. There isn't a clear venue for or realm for expression. But when we truly know who we are, 
when we can truly say, I am that I am, I know that I am and I am, when we can truly say that, that is the indication that dry land has been found. So that's the idea returning with that green sprig. And I'm going to expound further upon Neville's words, and I'm going to say that that green sprig is the feeling of I am. That's the sign of dry land. When you can actually connect to the feeling of I am that, I am this, because it's no longer that, it's now this, there's an ownership. When we can say with feeling, I know that I am because I feel that I am, that is the idea, or the dove, returning with the green sprig, which is basically the sign of dry land. Understanding that dry land is where this idea will be given its expression in the world of flesh. And so Neville finishes this paragraph by saying, and this is how word is made flesh. So word is the desire or this idea, and it's made flesh by finding dry ground through the sprig of feeling. Continuing with Neville's words. Everything in the world is a crystallization of this liquid light. I am the light of the world. Your awareness of being is the liquid light of the world, which crystallizes into conceptions you have of yourself. Now, Neville is saying, your awareness of being is the liquid light. Why is your awareness of being the liquid light? Because your awareness of being is going to take on the shape of the container that you place it in. So what is the container in this metaphor? It is your self-concept. So your awareness, like liquid, is going to take on the shape of your self-concept and then outpicture your world from that. Outpicture. I am the light of the world, projecting through that shape, whatever my self-concept is, onto the world of form and flesh around me. Okay? So that's why our awareness is this liquid light, and it crystallizes itself into things that we can interact with using our senses. So my awareness of being, you know, I'm aware that I live in a really beautiful home, and that's my awareness of being, and I, and I you know, the liquid of my awareness begins to take the shape of this beautiful home. On the astral plane, this is astral architecture. I'm literally creating the blueprint on the higher dimensional plane of this home that I live in that is beautiful based on how I have defined beautiful. And I'm really just scratching the surface on this. There's more to this idea of astral architecture. But this is the, the basic idea is that you're building the blueprint on the higher dimensional frame. And then the light of your awareness begins to crystallize into that blueprint until you walk across the bridge of incidents and you live in this beautiful home. This is how the word, the idea, is made flesh, the home. So this is astral architecture taking on form, in fact, in the form of matter. Neville continues, Your unconditioned awareness of being first conceived itself in liquid light, which is the initial velocity of the universe. All things from the highest to the lowest vibrations, or from the highest to the lowest expressions of life, are nothing more than the different vibrations of velocities of this initial velocity. Gold, silver, iron, wood, flesh, etc. are only different expressions or velocities of this one substance, which is liquid light. 
I'm reminded in this moment of the scientific perspective of, of a prism. So prism, through the nature of, of the shape of the glass and the way that it shapes the light, allows the different frequencies of light to slow down, which is why you get a, a rainbow out of sunlight that is passing through a prism. And so what Neville is saying here also is that basically this, this pure white light, this liquid light that we all are, is slowed to different velocities and crystallized in a way that we can see it. Just like we can see all the colors of the rainbow in sunlight when we slow them by passing the sunlight through glass. So in this case, you and I, our awareness of being is that glass, and we're slowing the liquid light that we all are to these different frequencies of vibration and these different velocities of vibration, and that's giving birth to our world. All things, Neville writes, are crystallized liquid light. The differentiation or infinity of expression is caused by the conceiver's desire to know himself. Your conception of yourself automatically determines the velocity necessary to express that which you have conceived yourself to be. The world is an ocean of liquid light in countless different states of crystallization. Final thought here. Your conception of yourself automatically determines the velocity necessary to express that which you have conceived yourself to be. So going back to this prism analogy, we don't have to calculate the velocity to show the different colors of the rainbow in sunlight. The prism does that for us. In this case, the prism would be our self-concept. Pure liquid light would be the awareness of being. Awareness of being, this pure liquid light, filtered through the self-concept, the prism, is going to display the individual colors according to the velocity, according to the frequency or the level of vibration. So this is why someone who is living their life at a very high level of vibration is going to experience velocities of light aligned with that high frequency or that high level of vibration. This chapter, you know, it's 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 tucked in here. You know, we've, we're many, many episodes deep into the season, and we've already talked about so many different things. We've really laid the foundation from the beginning of, of I am, faceless, formless awareness, all the way up to the ethereal orgasm, how to really connect at a very brilliant and beautiful level of yourself, level of your inner being, have a spiritual romance, and then give birth to form by having the spiritual union with your higher self, you know, pressing in to that you may ultimately express a conception. And then all of a sudden, Neville comes in here and drops this incredible chapter on liquid light, which is basically revealing at the astral plane level, or as Neville says, psychically, what the nature of this reality is and a whole new way of viewing it. So what is the pragmatic application of liquid light? It's a further call to action of everything we've learned so far. We talk about things like this. We give new analogies. We give new metaphors. because it helps us build faith. It helps us build belief. It helps us to come back to this over and over again and maybe look at it in a slightly different angle today than how we viewed it yesterday. But as always, the proof is in the pudding. So take this chapter, take this concept of liquid light. And as you move through your world, as you move through your day, the next hours, minutes, days, and years of your life, look at the things around you and see the light that is crystallized behind the form that your eyes are registering. 
practice seeing with your third eye, which can connect to this level of the astral plane and see the light. This is that clairvoyant aspect that we talked about so recently in the episodes about the 12 disciples. He talks about mystic clairvoyance as seeing the true nature of things. That's the third eye. That's the astral realm. It's seeing the light behind the crystallization. And this is a skill for so many different reasons and serves us in all that we do because it helps us measure the vibration of the invitations that are coming to us all of the time. Are these invitations in alignment with my self-concept or are they lower? Are they an invitation to step even beyond what I know myself to be and to become something even further? All of that can be measured using the third eye. And that's exactly what Neville is encouraging us to do. So in this moment, this pragmatic application to your life is to begin to move through your life asking, what is the light crystallized that is this thing that I'm seeing? What is the nature of this light? What is the concept that caused this thing to come into being? What is the consciousness concept? What is the consciousness that is the father of this thing that I'm viewing in this moment? That will conclude this episode of Daily Neville. In the next, we're going to talk about another fascinating Neville concept known as the breath of life. Until then, imagine wisely, my friends, and I will see you in the next. <laughs>